Hey, what's up? It's your host, Tori, and who is ready to be petty? Happy holidays, everybody. If you are listening to this on Christmas to, like, escape your family, like, thank you. God bless your soul. I hope the rest of the holiday is really, really good for you. Today, I'm talking with Maddie about the Bachelorette finale. It was a pretty good one. I'm pretty satisfied with the ending, but we get into all of the details in this episode. One thing that happened while we were actually recording this episode is Carly and Evan from Bachelor in Paradise announced that they were getting separated, which I was actually really upset about because I love them together, weirdly, because I don't care for Evan Pass like at all. But I'm so sad that another couple kind of bites the dust in Bachelor Nation. I loved that they didn't announce on Instagram. They went through like Us Weekly or something like that. Like get that divorce coin. (laughs) Truly. Anyways, what's coming up for RTBP? I'm definitely going to do a solo episode. I have some funny stories that have happened in my personal life that I need to share on the pod. And I'm going to be talking with a special guest about Princess Diana and the crown and the royal family. And then I also have scheduled an Enneagram expert to do like a celeb deep dive. So I'm very excited on what's to come with RTBP. If you would like me to talk about something specifically or want a guest on, just DM me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at RTBP Podcast, and I'll make sure that I do that. Truly, as always, I should probably just add this into my intro. I did something weird with the recording and the audio ain't great. I apologize in advance. Um, Again, I just feel like that should be a constant caveat with RTBP nowadays. But one day I'll get it, maybe when I'm a professional podcaster. We should get to the show. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Maddie. I'm here with a very special guest to talk all about the Bachelorette finale. Maddie's here. Maddie, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. I found Maddie on TikTok. You just <laughs> came up on my For You page and I loved your hilarious takes on The Bachelorette and I was like, I need to invite her onto the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, I um, I think it was mostly quarantine boredom got the best of me and that mixed with this insane season of The Bachelorette. I was like, I'm just going to talk. Um, and I mean, a few people like what I had to say. So that was good. <laughs> nice. I love that. Can you tell the listeners of RTBP a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So I'm 22 years old. I um, live right outside of Boston in Massachusetts. Um, I just graduated college this past spring. Um, and I'm one of those lucky 2020 graduates that's living at home unemployed. So yeah, living my best <laughs> life here. Um, but yeah, that's so funny. And also tragic. I really I feel so <laughs> bad for like recent grads and like high school grads and stuff like that. It's I just know. it's so dark. It's so crazy. Uh, what did you study in college? Um, I was a marketing major and an English minor. Nice, nice. And how did you get into The Bachelor? Like, have you been watching since day one? I think I first started watching in high school. I think the first season I watched was um, 
make by all season oh, nice. and then I watched Jojo season of the bachelorette after that and then I was kind of like out of it for a while and I really got back into it with Colton season and I've been pretty much loyal ever since then so nice are yeah. you like the type of fan that like reads the articles and like deep dives like the social media or like what, what's your level <laughs> of fandom <laughs> I think it kind of depends on the season like I think this season I was really like I kind of was like I need to know everything because it was just like first of all we had been not we like were in a hiatus for so long so by the time it actually started filming again and everyone was like oh Claire's leaving and Tasha's here it was like I was I needed to know more so I did kind of spoil it for myself this season which was really <laughs> sad but I feel like it was kind of inevitable yeah I think it kind of varies season to season there's definitely people in each season that I like grow obsessed with a little bit but um overall I I don't love to spoil it for myself and like read too deep into it until like the very end and then I you know I'm stalking everyone and deep diving into everything okay me too did you like spoil yourself with reality Steve um yes that was how I found out <laughs> I mean he was like how I found out about who was at the resort and everything like that like we right. were saying the other day how Hannah Ann was supposed to be there and where where was where? she I have no idea um but yeah I think I was kind of seeing those things which made it like okay I I need to know what's going on and then that's how I I ruined it for myself and found out who ended up winning the bachelor the bachelorette this season and um but yeah I usually try to stay away from that because I love the surprise at the end of it me too but I also spoil myself every single mm -hmm. time. So I just ruin it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, why am I disappointed while watching the finale? Like, it's so tough. So I wanted to talk about this a little bit because I spoiled myself mm -hmm. through Reality Steve, but I read that Brendan was the winner. Oh, really? Yes. So that is so weird. I think I read at a point where he still had the wrong spoilers. So oh. literally this entire, so the shock for me was fucking when Brand Brendan left. Right, right. Oh my God, you must have been so confused. I was so confused because he's like usually dead on, but he ended up updating his information that Zach was okay. there. But I like, so it kind of was still like thrilling for me when he right, like, right. left. But Well, it was really thrilling for me when Ben came back because I did not see that one coming. And I was like, okay, this is good. I still get like a little surprised. But um, no, yeah, I had known that Zach was going to end up with Tasha um, for a while. And it's funny because one of my friends actually was like, yeah, I heard that um, this was like a couple weeks ago. She's like, I heard that she ends up with um Brendan but then he's not ready for engagement so she kind of like knew everything and then then I, that kind of spoiled that for me but it's fine but yeah when Ben came back that was like my little surprise there totally especially with Bennett coming back usually like mm -hmm. it's kind of like one per season so I was really right. surprised and then that Ivan got sent home and Ben stayed was like even more surprising that didn't make sense at all I feel because like you had just sent Ben home and then he comes back and then you're like okay I'll send Ivan home that really made no sense but okay I think we should get into it okay like it. more than before because mm -hmm. I I was so confused about Ivan's exit because they're referencing this conversation that we mm -hmm. just like straight up didn't see but mm -hmm. they gave us like no context. And I feel like usually when it's something that happens off camera, they make the lead or whoever's involved do those like in the moment interviews to mm -hmm. like fill the audience in. 
but right. we had no information. So it was shocking, but it was just like, it was, it was confusing. Yeah, no, I literally was rewinding it because I was like, I must have missed <laughs> yeah. something. I like press rewind like four times. I'm like, no, yeah. like I must have been spacing out. Like, when did they have this deep talk <laughs> about religion? Like, where was I? Why was yeah. it invited? Like, I need to know. Um, No, that was so confusing. And there was also like it was just so vague I feel like it was just like oh we had different views on religion and then he was like well sorry it didn't work out I like what was that it was so bizarre and he seemed uh, um almost like anticipating that 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 was gonna happen like I didn't think he was surprised by it at all which kind of makes me think that maybe the um the fantasy suite date didn't go as well as like he had been saying on camera because he seemed to just kind of like take it in stride and was like, all right, well, bye. Totally. So confusing. It was so confusing. I think like if I had to make an educated guess, because I feel like I'm also a producer on the show, (laughs) (laughs) like what happened is they made him film like talking about how Mm -hmm. the fantasy suite went and Mm -hmm. like forced him to do that. So they had content and it wouldn't be like they're setting us up for a shock. Right. I think that, like, A, what did they, like, differ on about religion? Right. That was, like, They seem to be so on the same page with, like, everything else. I know. And, like, for it to be, like, this colossal that she's, like, sending him home over it and is, like, oh, I can't marry you because of this. Like, it must have been huge. And That's also, this was not, this is not the first time this season that something like this has happened, that they've, like, shown us something. And then we don't know the full story and I'm I'm so over it like I just want to I need to know everything I need cameras rolling 24 7 like I want to know everything that happened totally and I think that the huge miss that Bachelorette has is not showing these actual real conversations Mm -hmm. and I think that's why I'm starting to like other dating shows better because why they're just always talking in these general statements Mm -hmm. that are just so like surface level and then they always reference like deep conversations and this season they've shown the most like intimate conversations Mm -hmm. probably that they ever have yeah I agree it's still not enough and I just I I guess it's like with the fantasy suite it's the first time that they don't have a camera so maybe it's stuff that they don't want to talk on air about but I'm like that's the juicy part of the show right exactly exactly and I feel like I mean going off of that there's just so many things that are not spoken about because I get that they obviously do get into some like very deep things that's like okay this is like integral to who I am as a human being and I get that but at the same time like don't you want to know like really basic things too like I feel like there's so many other layers that it's like you need to know so much more about a person and you can't learn that all in the fantasy suite week like at all and that's really the only time that they get to, like, have those kinds of conversations. And, like, like you said, it's just such, like, generic kind of, like, phrases that they're saying. Like, oh, I love my family. Like, yeah, most people do. Like, yes, let's, yes. let's get something else here. Like, can you do taxes? Like, what? Like, I need to know <laughs> yeah. that kind of stuff. Like, what's your astrological sign? Like, <laughs> let's get into it. Because, like, I love that you love your family. But, like, let's move on. You know what I mean? Completely. Yeah, I feel the exact same way and that's why for me it this show is just getting not like redundant because obviously there's crazy shit that happens on each then that's different from the last but like I literally 
basically fast forward through a lot of the like dates or like right. doing dishes or making dinner because it's like you don't have to be there for it because it's just like I love my family I love my job I, mm-hmm. I love traveling and like stuff like that I'm like yeah right and me too <laughs> <laughs> so does so do most human beings yes no and I had um you probably saw this in one of my TikToks but I had been talking about how the dates this season were like very subpar, just like the date ideas themselves. And um, obviously completely understand that like we're in the middle of a pandemic and you can't do the crazy things that you usually do. Um, But I mean, some of them I'm like, how are you even supposed to like learn anything about someone when you're playing strip dodgeball? I feel like you're not really getting into it then. Um, And that's how a lot of the dates were. They were just like very boring, which I couldn't tell if that was a good thing or a bad thing because especially with Tasha and Ivan, like all of their dates were very much real life scenarios and things that you would actually do as a couple. So I kind of thought that that like boded well for them because it was like, oh, this is like what we would do on like a typical weekend or something like that. And it wasn't like, oh, we went parasailing because whoever does that in real life, like, come on. Um, So I, I thought that their relationship had like a good real life element to it. But it was just like very boring. And I just the whole time I was like, I, I just cannot see them actually ending up together. Like they were very good together, but just like very blah. OK, so you brought up like such good points because you're right about the dates. A lot of the previous leads have said my favorite dates were when because obviously there was international travel, but they're like, right. The best ones were when we were like walking through a market or like, right walking through like a beautiful I don't know forest mm-hmm. or whatever right right and Beach, instead yeah. of like yeah I remember when Nick Vial like, was like in that gravity airplane yes things and it doesn't like in my opinion that doesn't even like make good television because no. like and sometimes it just goes on for way too long like you're watching them for five minutes like cliff jumping and it's like that's great but like nothing's happened you know what I mean and then they always come out of a date and they're like wow I really feel like I can do anything with him by my side and I'm like all right let's I don't know I just it just seems kind of old now totally especially because like that doesn't actually prepare you for real life because any friend or even acquaintance would be kind and like supportive when you're skydiving right. <laughs> exactly a total stranger would be like you got this and she's yes. like oh I need to marry him like no come totally. on but the other point that you brought up and this is this made me really reflect on like did I even pay attention to this season because I swore that yeah she was gonna pick Brendan and mm-hmm. Ivan was gonna be the runner-up mm-hmm. and then I really realized like this week in the fucking four hours of Bachelorette that I had to explore that it was always Zach. Yeah. I know. I totally, I know exactly what you're saying. I was a little confused by that too, even though I knew in my head that they (laughs) were going to end up together. So I kept on looking out for it. And every time I'd see them together, I'm like, "Hmm, really? Like this? Like this is who ends up together? Um, And I think, it's always kind of like there's always that like misleading element of it where obviously the producers want you to think that one person is gonna um come out the winner at the end um just you know to get you but I think her like Tasha and Zach I think they had a really good relationship from the beginning and I think that makes all the difference like if you 
even just have a good first conversation with, you know, all of the deep talks about how you love your family, then I think you're kind of in it. And like, you're considered like, higher up on Tasha's list at that point, because all of the people that made it to the end, I think she like kind of clicked with like, right from the beginning. I think it was almost kind of like easier this season than other seasons to be like, oh, he's gonna go pretty far this season. Do you know what I'm saying? Totally. Like, I felt very clear about who the top four yeah, were going to be right. from the get-go. But I just, yeah, I didn't see the nuance in Zach and Tasha's relationship. I don't know. She's such a good bachelorette that way mm-hmm. that I just, I don't think I picked up that it was Zach. And I right. think you're right. It's like, you have to make a good first impression and, like, have that natural conversation. Right flow first but I think the other thing if anybody is planning on going on the thread I think the other thing that you have to be is direct and clear Mm -hmm. about your feelings because I think that yeah seriously (laughs) yeah like I think that the lead is in such a confusing position right that they want the comfort and the the reassurance about their relationship. And I think especially like with some of the proposals in the last couple of years, like I think they also, and like it gets watched by like tens of millions of people. I think they just right. also want that like assurance that they'll get picked back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that that's what Zach has, especially over the other two gentlemen. Right. Yeah. He was definitely very direct and like clear about everything from the beginning. Obviously, Ben was not like that. And I think we hear that so much um, when people go home on these shows that they're always like, oh, I wish I had opened up more. Like that's always something that they say or like, oh, I wish I told her how I really felt. So I think that part doesn't really surprise me. And it's obviously like a common theme on The Bachelor and Bachelorette um, that like the early you can get in there and kind of like lay it all out there, the farther you'll probably end up going. So totally life hack, life hack. Yes, <laughs> honestly, and I feel like it's only a matter of time before I know someone that's like on the show. You're like, I think I should go on. Yeah, <laughs> yes, you should apply. You should have applied for Matt James's season. Oh my god, I love <laughs> Matt James. So I was like really disappointed that I didn't apply for this season. I've like been following him ever since like Tyler Cameron started posting with him like after um Hannah B season and I've been obsessed with him forever and then I found out he was going to be the bachelor and I was like okay this is it this is my chance but I'm is, not there unfortunately so. I was gonna say like is that something that you're interested in is being a contestant like um as a joke but also like, <laughs> I just I I think it would be so like because I can like talk as much shit as I want about the show and like the contestants and I mean I always do try to be like okay if I was in this position like I'd probably do the same thing but I kind of just think it'd be fun to like be in that situation and see like okay is it actually as like intense and stressful as people say it is or like like and how much of it is like being twisted and manipulated by the producers like that's always something that I'm like okay what's going on here like that came up a lot um when Claire was still here with us and she got into the (laughs) fight with Yosef (laughs) she got into the fight with Yosef and they were like yelling at each other and she's like well you've been talking to me for 10 minutes and we had only seen like 15 seconds of this and I I'm like I need to see the full unedited like I just there was so much I think that was cut out because the season was such a mess 
And I just kind of like wish I could see everything from like a different perspective. That's like not the bat the producers of The Bachelorette like trying to manipulate what we're seeing and what we're not seeing, you know? Totally. Cause I remember with Ari's finale. Did you watch that one? No, I did not watch that season. Okay. It's it's for the best, surely. <laughs> his finale, he broke up with Becca Kufrin and then mm-hmm. went with his runner-up Lauren. Yes. And they aired the unedited footage of him dumping her. Oh my gosh. And this was the first time that we had seen any unedited like footage and it's right. wild how vastly different it is from the show. Right. Right. And I mean, like I I feel everyone who watches the show like knows how like edited everything is and even we always know like the first night that the season premieres in the little clips that they give like the sneak peeks and even those things that you think are going to be so huge are never a big deal in the end which is so annoying because you get so hung up on them and then it's Mm -hmm. nothing um but yeah I think like just so much of it can get taken out of context because my whole thing is when they did the men tell all and Yosef came back, I was like, did they pay this man to be here? Because why would he show back up? Like, everyone hated you, and you willingly, like, go on. Like, that just no. made no sense to me. So, like, in my mind, I'm like, hmm, was there, like, something else to this that, like, he still feels super justified? I mean, don't get me wrong, he's an asshole. But, like, I'm like, okay, maybe there was something else that we didn't see in this, like, 10-minute right. fight that they had. You know what I mean? Okay, you're bringing that the best points and I'm so okay. glad okay I so... just yeah can't help it <laughs> <laughs> the appearance fee for men tell all is ten thousand dollars huh for that that makes more sense so that makes more sense that seems like a lot it is like a lot I think that they film it over like 12 to 16 hours so it seems like a lot but obviously it's like a really really long day right I remember when um there was someone that was I think it was so you watched Nick Vial's season Mm -hmm. do you remember Liz the girl that had a one night stand with him at a wedding and then no no it was like oh, a yes, like vaguely, yes. Yeah, for like the first two episodes, she didn't come to the women tell all, and that's when it like started coming out about like the details about how they booked the women tell all. She was at a wedding, and I w- I was like, I would skip for ten thousand dollars. Anybody? No, seriously, seriously. <laughs> I'd be like, sorry to my sister or whatever. <laughs> like, I'm taking the ten thousand dollars. I will buy yeah. you the nicest wedding gift maid of honor but like I need (laughs) so sorry like gotta do what I gotta do like honestly and then the other part is is I think you're right like and I think Nick Vial as much as I I like love to hate him but also hate to love him he talks about like the people that you think are so bad aren't Mm -hmm. that bad and the people that you think are so good aren't that good right right which I think we I Yeah. And I think I've seen that a lot because I always am like following the people like on social media after. And I'm like, wait, that's so weird that like they're all friends when I thought they hated each other and that this person was like such a bitch. And it's like, oh, wait, okay, maybe there's more to this. I mean, there's obviously more to it. But I think um, that always goes to show a lot like who ends up being friends like afterwards. It's kind of like, okay, so that little fight that you had clearly was like, just a blip and was not like a big deal like they made it out to be 
Totally. I, and I think that's the case for most people. Yeah. That's a really good point. Like all the people that were arch enemies, mm-hmm. like on the TV show, they, they do like kind of water under the bridge. And I think right. a lot of it is chalked up to the high pressure situation. That Right. Oh, for sure. And that no one has experience or like none of them are from reality TV backgrounds. So they just Mm -hmm. don't have any idea of like what they truly signed up for. Right. Right. So true. And they don't like, that's another thing is I don't think that they usually talk to a lot of cast because they all sign probably like NDAs and like Mm -hmm. talk about like the real stuff, I think. Right. Right. Which makes sense. But would ruin the magic. <laughs> Absolutely. So what did you think about like Tasha picking Zach? Like, did you like the proposal? Do you think that they're like the real deal? Um, well, okay. First of all, I was happy that a couple actually ended up together at the end of a season. Cause that hasn't happened in a long time. Like totally Colton and Cassie didn't get engaged. Hannah Brown and Jed didn't work out um and then Peter Weber ended up with Kelly like so it was actually nice to like see what is supposed to happen happen um and yeah I kind of (laughs) thought I kind of thought last night's episode was like really sad for Ben because it was like so hyper focused on Zach and I was like okay we clearly all know who's gonna win at the end of this but um no, I think they're really good together. Like I said, I think her and Ivan were kind of boring and I didn't see that there was any like spark between them, I guess. And I think I kind of saw that with her and Zach the whole time. And um, I don't know, he seems like a really good guy and I love Tasha. So I, I think that they'll be good together. Yeah, I definitely get more friend vibes with Ivan. Yes, for sure. Than like romantic interest. And I think I finally realized that like last night. I think I just had these like goggles on because I like just love him so much and I love her mm-hmm. so much. And they just looked like the perfect couple. So right, right. I think I was just like kind of rooting for him. But mm-hmm. I think that Zach and Tasha just have such good chemistry. They do. Yeah, for sure. And like physical, like physical chemistry. And mm-hmm. I think they have like, this sounds gross. I don't know why I keep saying this and I keep hearing it on like podcasts and stuff, but they have a playfulness. Yeah, no, that's for sure a good <laughs> word to describe it. I agree with that word. Like they just seem to have a lot of fun together. And I think Mm -hmm. that that's like not underrated, but I think that that's like a really important factor when you're like dating someone because a lot of times life is like boring or tough or whatever. And like they seem like, I don't know, they just seem to fit really well um, together. I think that's like, the other tricky part about like being on the show is it has to be kind of 50 50 like I feel like you have to show that you're like fun and lighthearted and like can do fun adventurous things but then the other half of it is like you also have to low-key divulge like your deepest darkest secrets so they know everything about you in like the few weeks that you're together so I think Zach did a good job kind of balancing that where like their dates were always like fun but also like he was pretty open with her about like everything that had happened in his past and things like that um and I think that balance is again what would like get you to the end of like a season of something like this because um I think it's important to have both sides of it and if you look at like other people 
um, that have like come really close to like the end of one of these seasons, it's always like they have more one than the other. Like they're more fun together, but they, they're not as serious and like emotional or they're like too emotional and you don't really get to see that like fun, almost like real life kind of side to it, you know? Yeah, I love that. That's actually a really, really good point. And that makes me hopeful that they'll actually last because they have this really good mix. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, I think you're right. Like a lot of couples get get off the show and then they're like, oh, those are skeletons in your closet. Right, right. That I didn't know about or that you haven't like worked through or whatever that Mm -hmm. just makes it so hard to just like stay together. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, like you like we were saying earlier that having that real life element of it I think is so important too because I mean it's all like well and good when you're like gallivanting through Prague but like if you can like make it work after that like that that's what ultimately matters and so I think that in a way was good for this season because they were just like stuck at a resort so they didn't have like anything crazy that wasn't super real life which I think is kind of good so um I think that definitely bodes well for them as well Um, yeah after this season that's a really good point because a lot of people are um connecting or like seeing the similarities between bachelor in paradise and Mm. these like covid seasons and it's probably gonna be the same for matt but it's yeah it just emulates real life a lot more than all this international travel and these exciting dates and you're right it probably is just more realistic and so many exactly. more VIP relationships last. So right. I've got high right. hopes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do too. I think I also, I think Zach out of not the whole cast, but the top like four or whatever is like the least my type or the least like guy I would be interested in. So I just like didn't super care. (laughs) I know exactly what you mean because same I was like a Ben stan I'm still a Ben stan um so it was kind of hard for me to like watch this all happen because I felt so bad and I mean it was also I kind of had that um I mean this wasn't as bad but on Hannah B's season like when she didn't choose Tyler it was like you're shaking your tv and you're like what the hell are you thinking and I kind of was having that a little bit throughout this like I was like okay like come on like and I feel like everyone was rooting for Ben too to some extent because like he was just adorable and like you couldn't not root for him like even as just like the underdog a little bit um and then to see him like make it this far it was like oh my gosh wait he has a chance and I was like oh no you actually don't which was so sad I think the Hannah B thing will I don't think anyone can ever make a bigger mistake than I that. that was like one thing where I was like no like cut the cameras like this is real like what is going on here and oh um yeah but that was just like a, such a good example of I feel like it's one of those things in hindsight when you watch everything and you put it all together, you're probably like, oh, shoot. But this season, I'm like, come on, Ben is right there. Like, just, but totally. And that was me with Ivan. Yeah. Right. They're cute. They are really cute. They are cute. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I agree with you that the simple ending, or it seemed simple compared to the last couple of seasons, is like mm-hmm. actually refreshing. <laughs> it was refreshing because I was almost like, is this actually going to work? Like, I'm so used to just having it be a total letdown. And you think that 
Like, because they have this whole season where they're romanticizing everything. And then for it to end with no one being together, it's like, okay, well, what was the point of all this? So um, it was refreshing to see an actual, like, engagement that just, like, went smoothly. But this this season, too, just had um, so many people have been saying it, just, like, the best group of guys. So it was kind of hard not to be rooting for so many people at once, which I feel like isn't hasn't been the case in like years past um this was definitely a group of like really good guys there was definitely some guys I I didn't like like Ed I really oh, I think he, I he took up too much airtime um I I was saying to my friends I'm like if Ed can make it that long on a season of The Bachelorette then I can do it on The Bachelor because he brought nothing he brought simply nothing to the show and he was there for so long he was just like kicking around and every single week he would get a rose over someone. And I was like, why? He didn't why? even speak to Tasha. Like, they did not even talk half the time. I know. I know. He was definitely a producer pick. Like, one of those mm-hmm. guys that they're like, mm-hmm. you have to keep Ed. Like, keep It was just, like, else. so... It was too obvious, I feel. It was, like, too in your face. Because there was literally no conversation with him and Tasha. So there wasn't even, like, oh, okay. Like, at least he's nice. It was, like... No, we hate him. He only likes Chris Harrison. Like, let's just move on with our lives. Oh, my God, he does. <laughs> but you're right, because usually, like, past villains and stuff, it would be like, they're so nice and sweet and kind to the lead. And then exactly like, an asshole to the other contestants. But, right, like, right. We didn't see any connection or anything. No, no. Yeah, like, Luke, he on Hannah's season was, like, such an angel to her and then obviously the worst person ever um behind closed doors but um I think I don't know Ed just really brought nothing to the table and he was just like a classic like instigator where he was always starting drama with absolutely everyone that would listen to him and um never even seemed to talk to Tasha. it was it was a little too much for me but it was it was way too much and I hate that when it's just when they when you can just visibly see the producer intervention, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it just, it takes you out of the like experience. And I think exactly people are just getting more like aware of what to look out for. And mm-hmm. they need to like do a better job of like trying to hide it. Right. Right. And as much as he was like the, the villain of the season, he wasn't really a villain. He was just kind of like a potster, I think. Like he wasn't really like a bad guy, but he just was kind of uh, like there to like start shit a little bit. But I don't know. They didn't really have like a stereotypical villain besides Yosef, but he was gone after like once Tasha was there anyway. So it didn't really feel like there was like a villain um, character this season, which is kind of sad. Yeah. And I was going to say that too. Like there was that one like kind of pushing incident, but like... Mm -hmm. And, like, some of the yelling and stuff, but nothing was, like, egregious. Like, sometimes Mm -hmm. it's, like, this person is, like, disgusting and, like, never want to see them. Like, Lee on Rachel's season and stuff like that. Mm, Yes, yes. But none of it was, like, yeah, like, in comparison to other villains. Like, it Yeah, exactly. And then, like you said, it usually has that element of, like, super, super nice to the Bachelorette and then, like, a total douche to everyone else. And we didn't really have that. Which that that makes for good TV. Like I don't need to see the parasailing, but like I need to see the <laughs> yes, villain. Like yes. that's what I need. <laughs> totally. I know. I'm so like that. And that's why like I usually do something while I'm watching. And like <laughs> that's why I was confused last night. And I think I rewinded like two or three times too, because I was like, 
did I just like scroll on my phone and like miss like something and it was like no it just they edit it really poorly yeah I've had to do that a couple times this season I'm like did I miss something because there's like a weird comment made but last night with Ivan and the religion thing was definitely like the biggest one where it was like okay something happened and we just clearly did not see it yeah and we also missed like the after the final rose like huge production because that's when usually Taisha would have like deep dived some of this stuff. And I'm so sad that we don't have like any closure with like what actually happened. I know. I was wondering about that too, because they literally went from like Taisha and Zach's proposal straight into like Matt's season of The Bachelor. And I was like, okay, you didn't give us any follow up, which is kind of sad. But I did um, check Taisha's Instagram this morning and her and Zach are together so like that made me happy because right. they hadn't even really posted anything on their Instagrams either and I was like oh my gosh what if they're not together like that would be so bad but they're good so that's good yeah I saw that they're doing like all the interview circuits so mm-hmm. I'm gonna I love the postseason like oh yeah and Same. Stuff, so Same. I'm mm-hmm. so excited to like dive into all of that yeah. Any other thoughts that you want to add about like the Bachelorette finale that you were like surprised about or want to discuss? I think we had kind of touched on this earlier, but just Ben coming back for what seemed like no reason I thought was kind of pointless. I didn't really see what like what was supposed to be happening there. Um, obviously, it was so dramatic when he came back and she was like so shocked and um was like really confused like couldn't believe that he was there and then she just is like okay like we'll you can go to the rose ceremony and we'll talk after and then like he meets her family and then it just is like okay that's it like no I've chosen Zach and I thought I don't know it's like kind of shitty to like bring him back only to send him home like a day later after meeting her family and everything and I think it like really gets like his hopes up because he's like oh she wanted me to stay but like only to choose Zach over him which kind of was sad I know and I think I always think about what would happen off camera so like think about especially with COVID I think that they all kind of stuck around a little bit on the right um before they got to leave yeah just like see him like probably crying in like a hotel room and then all of a sudden like yeah you can come back and then just like not again. And the only two reasons I can think of it is like Taisha being like, okay, I sent him home, but like I like need to be firm in my just dis- like I need to for sure know that I I'm doing right. thing. Or I just see the producers like, you know what? It hasn't been too like dramatic. Like we need mm-hmm. to do something like else and really right. surprise people and send Ivan home now and just bring Ben. Yeah, I think that kind of was almost a little suspicious how Ben shows up and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, Ivan, like our religion, like we can't make this work. Like, Ben, you get a rose. That was like, it was too weird and it happened too quickly. Like, like I said, I think the whole Ivan and Tasha breakup was like so like anticlimactic, like nothing even happened and he just like left. Um, and then that tying in with the fact that then Ben is back and get, got a rose and now he's in the final two. That was like a little sus to me. But um, yeah, all in all, I think people, the theme of people like coming back this season was kind of pointless because like it never really worked out for them in the long run. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I think that they 
needed more drama. And I think mm-hmm. that honestly, it felt like Tasha needed a reason to break up with Ivan. Yes. That's kind of what, I'm, yeah, I feel like it almost, I mean, obviously we don't know the conversation that um, they were even referring to, but it did seem just very like, okay, here's a reason that kind of makes sense. Like, oh, our religion and then whatever. And then he just goes home. It was really random. Totally. And you brought up Tasha's family. They seem mm-hmm. lovely. I'm like, no wonder mm-hmm. you're like such a like role model because your yeah, family right, right. like lovely. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I didn't like was when Tasha's dad was like, I don't want you to make like the hugest mistake ever. Like what I forgot the wording. Mm-hmm. But and like get engaged again. And maybe it's just because. I'm young but like for me like that isn't the biggest mistake and to like frame it in that way is just so much pressure and like it's filled with so much like shame like oh if this didn't work out then you're like bad if you are getting unengaged or breaking up with someone or like divorcing it's like you're probably doing something for yourself that like mm-hmm. you need to do and like framing it in like a mistake just seemed like really I don't know weird no, I totally know what you mean. And also, I think the that whole conversation, I was like, okay, but you understand what this show is, right? Like, you like as she was getting on the plane to go to this resort and become the Bachelorette, like, that's what the end of this would look like anyways. So it kind of seems like uh, too little too late to be like, oh, maybe don't get engaged tomorrow. Like, that was <laughs> yeah, like, um, like, could you have brought this up earlier, Dad? Yeah. Um, yeah. But also, I just, like, like you said, like, it ends in an engagement not a wedding you know like it's not like this means that they're gonna get married like the next day like obviously they're gonna they're gonna have at least six months in between when they get engaged and when the the finale airs anyways so they have like at least that much time to figure things out and then you know like obviously they can take however long they want to actually get married but um and I think like we've seen so many times in the past that those couples in that time period, that's when they like find out like, okay, is this actually going to work? Or it like, do we think we can make it in the real world or um, not? So I think definitely like an engagement, like obviously, yes, that means that you're going to get married. But like, if something happens in between that and the wedding, like it's fine. Totally. In Bachelor world, I feel like an engagement is just not the same in the real world. Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> it's just after like three days with the person, <laughs> you're just like, let's go. Like we're going to Vegas. We're getting hitched. No, yeah. It obviously does not carry the same um, like severity as it does in the real world, but. I mean, either way, like a broken engagement, definitely not the worst thing in the world. I feel like a lot of it has to do with her having been divorced in the past and things like that, which I like understand why it was like more serious to her than it would be to other bachelorettes. But um, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. Totally. Do you see any of these guys like as potential next bachelors, which would wild enough be literally like a full year from now? I know that's what's so crazy because if paradise happens, I don't know which ones are going to end up going on paradise versus becoming the actual bachelor. And obviously Matt James came out of nowhere. Like he had never been on the show before and here he is. So I can kind of see uh, people are mostly saying Ben and Brendan, as far as like what I've seen for bachelor, I can definitely see Ben because fan favorite. So sweet. Um, And I can see Brendan too, but 
in the way that they kind of left things where he wasn't ready for to be engaged, I can kind of be like, I don't know if he'd be as likely to be the bachelor because obviously that would end in an engagement too. So like, I don't know how they would frame it. Like, Oh, he's taken the time and now he's ready to get married. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how you would frame that after having that being the way that you ended things with Tasha. Yeah. Or is that the perfect like, because you know how all the bachelors have like a thing. Maybe oh yeah, thing. Like I'm ready. exactly. Like, I was ready. ready. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I could totally see them spinning it like that. Um. So yeah, I would say if any of them are gonna be like actual bachelors, I think it would be Ben or Brendan. Yeah, I could see that. I'm all will always be rooting for Ivan, but and then Brendan. I don't know, and Ben I, for sure, but. Right. Ben, for me, I don't know, a lot of people, and, like, I don't want to put this on anybody because it's, like, I don't know him, but Mm -hmm. I was listening to, like, Rachel and Nick talk about him and just how difficult the seasons are, and, like, I would never want him to, like, slide back into, like, dark times Mm -hmm. if if something, like, didn't go well or... or Right, exactly. Exactly. Not, not I could mean that he's like that fragile or anything. Right. No, resilient no, I totally person, get it. But I don't know. No, I, I get what you're saying. And I think I I guess I could see Ivan potentially being bachelor, but I I feel like we just didn't see a ton of his like personality almost. Like, um, I don't know. I just don't, don't think he has as much like zest, I guess, as like yeah. some of the others that made him like that made you like love him do you know what I'm saying like and I think that they really like look for that when they're choosing um the next bachelor because they want it to be someone that's already a fan favorite obviously for like ratings and things like that I think I could see I could see him or Ben or Brendan so totally yeah it it was a really good group of guys so Mm -hmm. I'm I'm really excited for like the potential and I usually get let down by the series, but mm-hmm. like I'm really excited about the direction the bachelor's going and just like the potential because of the new cast. Like, like you said, you were kind of hit or miss on some of the past seasons. Like mm-hmm. I fully did not like I kept up with all the drama right, right, obviously like, on Instagram and stuff. But yep. like, like I fully did not watch any of Peter's season like I watched some clips maybe but like it's just been not the kind of casting that I like so this has just been like a breath of fresh air yeah I know I totally agree and I think it was because we had a lot of older guys because it was originally Claire season so they just had like an older group of guys to begin with um which I think made it so we were seeing so much more of like the emotional side of things because um of their age and then I mean, I think it's it's also so different, like, the things that you look for when you're watching The Bachelor versus The Bachelorette. Like, on The Bachelor, the drama is always, like, A1 because, you know, girls are pretty catty a lot of the times. And definitely on this show, they make it seem like that even more so. Um, so I think, like, the drama typically on The Bachelor is a little bit more, like, heightened than it is on The Bachelorette, which in this season two, it was almost less about the drama and more like rooting for literally everyone because there were so many good guys this season. That's a good point. Like they all have life experience that just Mm -hmm. brings so much more depth than any of like the really, really young people. Right. Right. (laughs) And then, um, you're right. The girls bring it every season. Like I just, 
I like Bachelor seasons just so much more because mm. the girls are just better casting and mm-hmm. the Bachelorettes are always just like level headed and right. you can just like always tell who they really like and exactly they're good at picking. So it's kind of a predictable ending and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. So it's different, but it's all good. It is good. Are you excited for Matt's season? I literally cannot believe we're going to be watching more Bachelor in like less than two weeks. That makes me really excited that we don't have to like actually wait in between um, because I feel like most of the time it's like, oh, you have to wait a few months until Bachelor comes around. Um, So I'm really excited for that. And I'm really excited to see Matt. Um, I think it'll be interesting because he was never on a season of The Bachelorette. So he doesn't have that he doesn't really get to say that line that they all say like, Oh, I've been in this position before. Like he doesn't get to play that card. And I think that'll be interesting to see kind of like how he handles it. And I think that'll be really telling too, if you've never been in this situation before, like how the hell do you handle it being the bachelor? And I'm really excited for it. The teaser that they played last night made it look very enticing as always, but yeah, I think it'll be a pretty good season. Yeah. I'm really excited. I feel like I usually need, especially with like the four hours a week, bullshit than people I'm like Mm -hmm. I even though I'm not doing anything like I (laughs) like I I have stuff to do yeah like I at least want to pretend that I'm doing other things right right like I think I kind of do need the break to miss it but honestly Mm. since there's not tons of new tv especially like reality tv I'm just right I'm ready for it. We'll we'll take what we can get at this point. (laughs) Totally. And I think you're right. It's going to be such a good season because they used to do this all the time. Like this Mm -hmm. used to be the standard where they would pick randoms and it made for really interesting TV. I think sometimes it's good because you have the built-in fandom of the Mm. people that come back, but you don't get this naive right like the genuine aspect of it yes so I'm really really excited and as you can probably tell and as the listeners know obsessed with Tyler and Matt like Mm -hmm. fully dynamic duo and I know that Tyler is in the season in some extent so I will take what I can get (laughs) Um, but yeah I'm really excited (laughs) for it it should be good me too. And the trailer looked really good. And I've like briefly looked at the cast. Like I looked at their pictures and stuff and yeah, yeah. it looks like a great group of women. So, mm-hmm. and I, I think they'll just know what to do more because obviously this was the first COVID season and mm. they didn't probably know as much as they do now. So right. Hopefully the better. dates will be a little bit better, a little bit more um, innovative. Um, the dates but I were also, so bad. They were so bad. But <laughs> I, I also almost like the fact that not a lot of people know a whole lot about Matt. I think that adds to it because, I mean, like we saw this past season, how Claire got pissed at someone because like they didn't know anything about her and like her experience in Bachelor Nation and all of that. So I think that's kind of um, like a cool element too, is that you you probably wouldn't know a ton about Matt when you're going on the show. Like, obviously, you can look at social media and things like that. But, like, we've never seen him in this position where he's, like, talking about his past and, like, his past relationships and his family and, like, all that stuff. Whereas you kind of have, like, a one-up if you've seen them on The Bachelorette before. Um, so I think that that is always kind of, like, fun. Yeah, that's such a good point. Yeah, and I can't wait to 
learn more about him and like Mm -hmm. I think his thing this season is that he's never said I love you or like been in love and stuff like that so we love we love a good theme we love (laughs) a good overarching theme that gets touched on every episode that's (laughs) yeah like literally dragged to like (laughs) Like, overused again and again every promo yeah I can see it now like does Matt say that he loves her and it's yeah it's gonna be good it's gonna be good. Again, we're basically producers on the show. I, we we are. We could be honestly. <laughs> yeah. We're undercover producers. I love that. <laughs> One like tiny tidbit before we wrap up because it is just so wild. But okay. <laughs> Ari and Lauren are having twins. I saw that. So, like I said, I didn't watch that season, but I know about it because I weirdly I knew about their Instagram account for their daughter and how they talk in her voice. Yes. I, in the <laughs> which like I have my own opinions about that. <laughs> um I'll just say I think it's kind of fucking weird. I but I don't I don't know them as a couple, so like maybe that's like cute for them. Like I don't like I have no prior knowledge of them as a couple, but I did see on Instagram the other day that she posted that they were having twins, which is crazy. And she already made the Instagram account. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's so wild. So Alessi, their other yes daughter. Yeah. had an Instagram account, baby Luan White. Yeah. And it has so many followers. I didn't even look. And then they made one for this baby. And then they just recently announced that it was twins. It has 86,000 followers. And I How they- is it that a fetus has so many more followers than me on Instagram? I I don't know. That, doesn't, that doesn't sit well with me. I'm not going to lie. I know, truly. And the sad part was, is they reached like 20,000 before they even posted one single pick. That's insane. That's actually so insane. It's, it's actually wild because I don't think anyone liked him as the bachelor, but that's what I, I had heard bad things. So when I kept on seeing so much about like their baby, I was like, wait, why do people care this much? Cause I didn't think he was like a well-received person. No, but people love them. Like their couple, mm. they have like a really successful YouTube, um, mm. like channel and they, their family vloggers. Yep, they they can't no, just wait. They flip houses and they vlog, do family vlogs. Like it's just, it's what everyone does. Like, Mm -hmm. like Like what? Like I, I totally get it. Because if I was in the position to be a family vlogger and have that be my source of income. I mean, I'd do it Me in a too. heartbeat. Me too. But, but, like, I'm like a complete sellout. Like, I don't care. Yes, um, me too. Me but, too. But I'm like, I don't know. I just, I feel like, come on. I mean, sh- let's shake it up. Can one of them, like, continue their, like, law career after they, you know, finish their season of The Bachelorette? Like, I would love to see that. But very on brand for Bachelor Nation to be family vloggers and have their unborn child have way more followers than everyone on Instagram. Completely. I shit talk it so much, but I would like, I would drop anything to be I would, like, <laughs> like, they will play this recording and be like, this you? <laughs> like, no. And I'll be like, yes. And I said it then I would do it too. Like I, like I said, I'm unemployed in my parents' house right now. So I would, I would give just about anything to be flipping houses and family vlogging. Like that's totally. fine. That's fine. I could do that. I will also say, cause I'm not like super fans of them. I think they're like pretty mm-hmm. conservative and like, that's just not my like style. Oh, but... They just get worse and worse. <laughs> like truly. 
but I will say they do have really nice like design style like their house is beautiful and like their interiors are like beautiful so I will say and she had a gorgeous wedding and wedding dress um Mm -hmm. but that's probably the only things good I'll say about them right and at least they're still together so we have to we have to like a a bachelor success story um any way we can get it nowadays because they are few and far between so true and it's actually I I will say one other nice thing. I'm I'm being very generous. You're too nice. It's it's your it's the Canadian in you. You're too kind. (laughs) But I will say, like, after I don't know why or whatever he chose Becca and then went for Lauren, but actually seeing Lauren and him, like they actually are like soulmates or like whatever. Like Mm -hmm. they are actually like the right fit. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. they just work really well together. And so, like, obviously I wish them all the happiness in the world but and it just peace of mind that their children will always be richer and more famous than (laughs) the two of us so we love that like once they become like teens and they're like oh cool I already have hundreds of thousands of followers like how crazy is that and it's just gonna get like bigger and bigger you know what I mean as they get older so totally I will say uh Crystal did you watch Crystal and like Chris Um, uh, Crystal was on, oh, also Ari's season. Yeah, Um, so I missed this whole thing. Okay, so she, yeah, was on Ari's season. She was, like, hated, and then, oh, was she on Ari's season? Who knows? And then she was on Bachelor in Paradise, got engaged and married, um, to the guy, Chris Randone, who's, like, a loser. That name sounds familiar, yeah. You would know if you saw, but they got divorced she has a new boyfriend and she's pregnant and they have an Instagram account for their baby at glitter baby 2021 over 15,000 followers. Can I like turn back the clock and be a baby (laughs) of a bachelor couple? Because I feel like I would just kind of have it made at that point in time. That is insane. And I just truly insane. It's like I it's hard to justify because we're talking about it right now. But like know, actually who cares? Like who cares? Like I know. I wouldn't follow these baby accounts. I mean Neither. but then it's like I can say that because I didn't watch these seasons, but like I don't know. Like if an, just, if a couple I had watched, then I probably would be way more likely to follow them and their baby, their unborn child on Instagram. But so crazy. It's so weird. And it, it just seems so like, like they seem like just parasites. And again, mm. I would do this in a heartbeat, but it's like, it just seems so like, oh, I'll just start an Instagram account for my fucking fetus. Like, Wait, that, so that your fetus won't even get access to this account for like at least 15 years. Literally Like, 15 like that's years. what's so insane. It's like, yeah, like good for you making an account for your child, but you're the one running it. Like you're the one yeah. getting the, the ad deals and everything like that. Like it's so messed up and it's so parasitic. I would do it tomorrow if I was asked, but <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a mess. It's like so in like the whole world of family bloggers is just like a whole other thing. So, yes. and that gets super parasitic as well because you're yes. just like feeding off of your children. Um, So they will need therapy when they're older, but it's good because they'll have the money to pay for therapy <laughs> yeah, with yeah. all of their ad deals of their Instagram account that they've had for, you know, 15 years. Will Instagram even be a thing when they're... <laughs> 
<laughs> they're not old enough to, to operate it like when it's 2046 and they're getting access to their instagram accounts like like imagine if like our parents made like myspace or something <laughs> yeah. like, my, like i'd be like okay well this is useless to me now like, yeah. like, come on no one cares honey you have fifteen thousand followers on myspace <laughs> like, like that would do me no good today unfortunately yeah. so that would just be depressing and i feel like these kids are gonna be a little let down when you know they're old enough and they realize that they were super famous on a completely outdated form of social media that'll be yeah that's so funny (laughs) well thank you so much for coming on this was super fun yeah thank you so much for having me I had a blast good and you should come back and we'll talk about family vlogging because that's something I haven't talked about I need to I feel like I just discovered a new passion that I have for like anti-family vlogging and I would love to deep dive it with you. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I love that. Where can the listeners like see your TikToks um, recapping The Bachelorette? Okay. um, My TikTok username is mad underscore Mitch. Just rolls off the tongue like that. I love it. (laughs) And then um, my Instagram is Maddie underscore underscore Mitchell. So again- Super easy to remember. It's just the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> if you're looking for good Bachelor content, are you going to be doing, like, your hot takes for Matt season? Oh, yeah. I have nothing else to do. So Amazing. I will be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, follow Maddie on TikTok and Instagram to find those. I would love that. Thanks again so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to Maddie for joining me on this episode of RTBP. If you liked what you heard, follow along on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at RTBP Podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I hope that you have a safe and magical holiday, whatever you celebrate, and a beautiful year ahead. I'll probably post at least one more episode in 2020 before we can put this year to rest so I'll save all my well wishes for then as always I'm your host Tori and I am ready to be petty see you soon bye